Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Episode 30 Happy Not Perfect with Poppy James. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Poppy is the founder of Happy Not Perfect, the online community that was born out of a clear need for a tool to deal with anxiety. In 2017, Forbes named Poppy one of their 30 under 30s, and now Happy Not Perfect is one of the leading mindful apps combining years of scientific research and inspiration to help make mindful exercises more accessible. Hi, Poppy. Hi. Hello. So excited to have you on the show today. Finally, we have been talking for months and I'm super, super, super excited to have you here. As someone who's an inspiration for me anyway, with your businesses, as a speaker, as the work you're doing in the industry, I am in awe of women like you and super excited to find out more. So thank you very much. Oh, that is so kind. Likewise. Um, <laughs> thank you. Obviously, I know you're a founder of a few businesses, but I really want to be talking to you today a lot more about how you're spreading the message of mindfulness being more fun your app happy not perfect and kind of the what you're standing for in the industry at the moment about the mindfulness talk the ability to combat anxiety and I guess before we go into the deep depths of everything and talking about the community I know that the community as a whole started as a tool to help people with anxiety and kind of has now grown into a big global community from your end but please do share a little bit with my audience your journey and kind of what inspired you to do the work that you're doing in this industry to talk about cutting out the bullshit in mindfulness and also to launch your app happy not perfect so I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and how you got here today it started in a way that totally makes sense but then totally doesn't make sense I suppose okay, all the good things <laughs> in the world <laughs> right and I think the thing that makes sense is the fact that my mother is a psychotherapist. So from day dot, we just had this upbringing that was very much focused on the mind. And if we were ever struggling, it was just real open house to talk about how we were feeling, why we were feeling. 
She would make sure we always debriefed after school. And you think that's normal, but when you actually start to understand the science, you go, oh, I know why she was doing that. She was really helping our minds process the information that happened to us that meant that we could sleep better, meant that we could then leave that experience in that day and not bring it with us. And my dad is a long-term kind of sufferer of anxiety and stress. And so, again, we saw all these different therapies. My mother would take my dad through at home. So we would try and meditate and all of these words that 20 years ago were totally woo-woo, but Mm. for them it was normal. So that was, I suppose, what I just learned through osmosis of being in the home. And then when I was about 22 or 23, I was in television. I was a TV host or TV presenter and I'd moved to LA and suddenly I just woke up and had this realization when I was looking through these messages I had received after doing this talk show. And I realized that everybody was kind of saying the same thing. And yeah, I felt that I wasn't hearing this message out in the other world. It was in the safety of my messages and what people were writing down without anyone seeing them. And it was just this honesty of, I am feeling so stressed out. I am so anxious. What is happening? And when I really thought about it, I suddenly thought, the world is changing faster than it ever has before. Technology is not the thing we need to blame all the time, but technology has totally disrupted and changed the way that we live in terms of the way we communicate, the way we learn information, where information overload, comparison overload, disruption to our thought loops, addicted to the games, the buzzes, the emails, the messages, the bleeps. You know, 15 years ago, if we look at life, we didn't have this. We were yeah. forced to have to get bored sometimes and we would have to wait for a bus. And then it turned into this five or six month psychological study, really, of trying to read everything I could get my hands on and, mm-hmm. and listening to people at the same time and trying to put two two together. Like, why is everyone this stressed out? Because I feel it too. Is it just us? Is it the world? What's happening in the world? That was really the start and the stimulus for we all need help and we all need to start looking at our brains in a different way. And I think that's like a really practical journey almost as such as to how you've got to where you've got to. And and we'll talk about how you do talk about a lot to do with how social media has played a huge role in this and the likes and the being on the technology. And it's amazing that you've essentially launched something that is the technology, but actually is changing the game and the technology and giving us a different kind of option. So I guess if we take it back, obviously Happy Not Perfect is the name of your brand, of your community, of the app. Where did the stimulus kind of come for that? Is that what you think a lot to do with this anxiety is, is our striving to be perfect all the time rather than striving to be happy? I think actually it's the fear of not being perfect. Yeah. You know, I really do believe human beings only have two emotions, love or fear. And whatever reaction you're having, I try and ask myself, where's this coming from, Poppy? Is this from love or fear? And often we are doing things out of fear and anxiety of not being good enough, not being lovable enough, not being accepted. And from when we were little, especially as women, you know, you're taught, if you're perfect, you'll be safe. If you're perfect, you'll get into school. If you're perfect, mum and dad are going to love you. If you're perfect, you're going to get the guy. And then we work out that we can't be perfect because that's impossible. And so this low self-esteem, this kind of like self-loathing, 
this kind of like, if I'm not the ideal weight or if I'm not doing the, all this kind of negativity will bombard on ourselves because we're so fearful. Really, when we get down to the bottom of it, mm. and we're so fearful of not being enough or loved. Why do you think we struggle so much? For you, do you think there's any element of actually being fearful of being successful or being seen or being happy? Do you think that we ever have this element of actually like, we're scared of not being enough, but do you think we're also scared of ever being totally happy because we feel comfortable in that space of not being enough? And is that all part of the whole fear cycle? We're getting quite deep here. Humans are so interesting because if I kind of look at the science to this and you look at what we were like as cavemen, And really, you know, I say to a lot of people, when's the last time you updated your device when Apple or Google give you update and every six months and we do that without even thinking, when's the last time we updated our minds, our technology, the human technology, the brain. Mm -hmm. And in caveman times, we were wired to have the 70% negative bias. We were wired to always look for the negatives because it kept us safe. We would go into an environment, look for the danger. And then obviously if we saw one, we'd be able to get the hell out of there and be safe. So naturally we have this negative bias, which I think is like kind of the fear mechanism. Am I going to be in danger? So this fear of not being enough used to really help us survive. It would almost sometimes give us a little bit of adrenaline to run faster. And so sometimes not all stress anxiety is terrible. A tiny bit of it sometimes is what fuels us to kind of get places. But I think nowadays it is got out of control. It's kind of on steroids and We don't have lions walking around the street. So this negative bias isn't helping us optimally survive. So as a consequence, we need to work really hard to go, I don't need to have a caveman brain anymore. I can try and do exercises to evolve my brain like we do our bodies and our teeth and our hair to be in a 2019 brain. And so I think we are so comfortable with having this 70% negative bias that sometimes you're right. We do fear being comfortable because we've become so used to Feeling being fearful. I love how you talk. And that's something I talk about a lot is coming from a place of fear and coming from a place of love. And I've really learned recently to like notice when I come from a place of fear. So if I act in a certain way and I go, that was totally from me coming from fear. How much do you think it is partly just having that awareness that can help you once you understand that you're coming from a place of love or fear is that something you think is really useful for people to kind of see when it comes to helping themselves overcome that I really think it is because Mm. you know I'm saying this and I'm really aware of there's one thing knowing and there's another thing doing so something so silly like all my friends are gonna go on holiday and because I'm stuck in America I can't go yeah and immediately I was, you know, a bit upset and they could tell I was upset. And I'm also highly emotional and very cancerian if anyone's into astrology. (laughs) So, you know, immediately I go a little bit quiet. You know, I want to finish the phone call quicker because I'm just a bit upset. And where is that coming from? It's really coming from me being fearful that I'm going to miss out. They're not going to love me as much. I'm not going to be part of the group. And, you know, so it's triggering all of those kind of feeling left out feelings that, you know, I've developed over years. And actually I had to think to myself afterwards, you know, I thought, call them back and be really excited 
that they're taking some time off work and going on holiday. Just be really excited for them because come from love, come from love that actually you should be really pleased that your friends are actually taking a break. And of course, you're great too. They're going to love you just as much when they come back and they're going to share all their memories with you. And so I had to call back and say, that's great. That's great, you know. But I really had to have those five minutes of assessing yeah. why I was being so ridiculous. And my initial instinct was to be fearful. But you have that ability in you to go, okay, why am I doing this? Oh, I'm being fearful. I need to shift this. And I think that's something that I've totally learned. And you mentioned previously in one of the things you just said then about having the exercises to kind of overcome these. When we talk about the app, I've seen the apps incredible. I've downloaded it. It is amazing because it has all the major toolbox you've put in there, like all the exercises. But what ultimately are the exercises that you have in your toolbox to help someone master their mindset to essentially come from a place of love rather than fear or overcome their anxiety? What are the typical tools that you think are like so essential? Okay, so on the app, we have developed this thing called the happiness workout. And I was always fascinated by this idea that you'd go to the gym. That's very normal to go mm-hmm. to the gym and you work out all different parts of your body. And you don't start complaining that the sit-up is boring. You just yeah. do the sit-up because you know it's going to affect your abs or whatever. Yeah. So the happiness workout is a full brain workout, we like to say. And so it takes you through seven quick steps. So one is the awareness, labeling your emotion. Often we spend so much of our time in autopilot mode. There was a study that found that 98% of our thoughts are the same as yesterday. And if you think about it, we go through the motions. You get on the tube, you get to work. And sometimes you don't even remember kind of what tube you got on, but you've got on that tube so often that you don't even think about it. You just go through the motions. So just being aware, you've got two parts of the brain, the emotional center and then the computer side. All of these little exercises start activating the executive function of the brain, the computer side, which helps you move into the rest and relax system and make calmer decisions. First of all, you label your emotion and that takes you then on a totally unique journey. So if I was spiraling to feeling anxious, to feeling happy, Mm -hmm. I'd have a different workout. Just like if I went to my trainer and said, I want to work on my legs, they would give me more leg exercises. And that's kind of the same that we have with the happiness workout. Yeah. Step two is breathing. Do you talk about a lot about yeah, breathing? We've, done, we've done a whole episode on breath work with the guy called The Breath Guy. He's amazing. I don't know if you know him, but you need to be hooked up with him. He's doing good things in London and across the world, actually. And he focuses purely on breath work. I've heard about this guy, actually. So a few years ago, I went to go train as a breathing instructor in New York. Oh, wow. And probably just through the same reasons as him, you realize that the breath is what I love is free tools. I don't want to be told to buy something else to make me feel calmer. And breathing, it's so ridiculous, but something that we do all all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Often people aren't belly breathing. So we find the chest breath, and especially when we're feeling stressed, especially when we're at desks, we hunch over and we start breathing to our chest, which stimulates that fight or flight. But actually a minute belly breathing it stimulates our vagus nerve, takes us out of fight and flight into the rest and relax. And what I always like to remind everyone that I work with is our body is in constant communication with our brain. Mm-hmm. So how can we be using our body to send the right messages to our brain that we're relaxed, no line is chasing us. So the app gives you either 30 seconds or a minute belly breathing to relax you. And then you're into the burn bin, which is kind of my favorite thing. My favorite thing on the app. I love it. <laughs> Literally, I was going to say to you, this is the best part of the app. It's so amazing. <laughs> 
Right. You just get to journal and then you get to burn away your worries. And this idea of, I was fascinated by fire ceremonies, this idea that you'd have to burn away those, you empty the emotional rucksack that we all carry with us. But rather than keep storing in that rucksack, the rucksack gets heavier and run down and weighed down. You burn away those worries. Scientifically, what this is doing to your brain is activating your prefrontal cortex because you've got to create rational distance, process your thoughts. And so often we're not in moments you can call up a friend. You're just stuck in emotion yourself and you just need to get rid. And so this is the excellent step for that. And then we move into the Grateful Diary, which, I mean, it's one of those things people talk about gratitude the whole time. But if you're like me, I leave a grateful diary on just everywhere in coffee shops. And then I'm like, oh no, how embarrassing. I've left it. Or I put it down my, by my bedside table and I'm like yeah. freaking out. Anyone's going to read it. This idea of writing on grateful list and the power of gratitude is really you wire your brain in the way you want to. Neuroplasticity has proven our brain is like plastic and we can just like plastic, reshape, remold, rewire, but it only gets rewired if we commit to exercise mm-hmm. and just like you want to rewire your body, gratitude works the same way. And I am not sure if anyone's going to share this anecdote about gratitude, mm-hmm. but it's like when you buy a red car and you notice loads of other red cars on the road. Yeah. And there aren't any more red cars on the road than there were the day before. But the fact is, because you've bought a red car, your brain now thinks red cars are relevant. Yeah. So it alerts you to other red cars. And that's the thing. We're so much buying a car as well. <laughs> You're like, right, <laughs> right, totally. Same with buying a Zara dress. You notice everyone's bought the same Zara dress. Yeah. And it's just, and gratitude works in the same way. You've got to tell your brain what's relevant. If you do not tell your brain that looking for things that you could be happy about, that you could be grateful about, irrelevant, you will not spot those things. That is why it's so important to do a grateful diary every day because you set your brain filters. And then you, five, six, seven, because I know it gets a little bit long with the steps, but step five, you play a little game, you disrupt the thought loop, and often we get stuck in emotion and we just can't get out of the mood. (laughs) This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. And step five is kind of like, okay, let's think about something totally different. And that's I often think if you can't sleep or if you're in a mood or if you're stuck in some state that you don't want to be in, you almost have to do something totally different. Get up, walk outside, get up or go do something else or go play a game or something. And that's what step five does. Step six is either a moment of compassion or a challenge. And I just think self-compassion, I hate when people are like, oh, just love yourself. And you're like, but how, how do I love myself? I don't understand. Yeah, so much more complex than just saying it. And that's what my biggest frustration is with this industry at the moment. It's all so glorified, but it's like, what actually does it mean to learn to value and respect and love yourself? Right. I know. Because you're like, yeah, I do love myself. And then something happens and (laughs) immediately you're like, it was all my fault, you know? So self-compassion. So we have these little questions that ask you to write a quality that you like about yourself or give yourself a compliment. And it's really weird because when I first started doing it, it felt odd. Like I almost... I felt really uncomfortable to yeah. write down the quality I like about myself. And I would write really silly things like, I like my hair. And then yeah. I'd be like, okay, next, next, next. <laughs> and I, I thought it was really interesting how uncomfortable I felt yeah. writing something nice about myself. And really that is such a signal to the fact that I probably have to really work on self-love. Mm-hmm. So that's step six. And then step seven asks you to think about somebody else and again our world is so paradoxical we are the most narcissistic we think about ourselves the most but then also we think about others the least because we're thinking about ourselves and actually when you think about somebody else you take all that self-doubt away from you because you you can't think about yourself and somebody else at the same time yeah so just by thinking whose day can I make better can I just say good luck or love you or thank you or just you know those messages that you always remember I remember every nice message that was sent to me but yeah you know I still don't send enough nice messages out to my friends so that's I don't think it's done enough at all like between right you never tell people like I've started doing that a lot more recently just randomly texting people like I just want you to know that I appreciate you and they're like what have I done what have you done and it's right don't know how to take it do we Totally. It's so nice. I know. Right now, let's send a nice message to someone. And yeah. everyone then everyone who's listening yeah, you has to send a nice message. message. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's so powerful, though, because it's like what, when you talk about how you can truly be happy, quite often most people say it's when they're helping someone in some way or giving back. Yeah. Nothing ever feels as good as it does to give back. You can try and like fill it up with bags and shoes and holidays. It just never feels the same, does it? And I think that's what's so powerful. So everyone listening, that's what we want you to go away. Send one nice message and say something. And that's the idea, like being of service, right? Absolutely. The last one is a quick meditation, but we quite like to say happy not perfect just for anyone that can't meditate because it's not obligatory. Well, I think... The meditation element is kind of like the big thing that everyone's talking about at the moment and actually following on from this episode, we're doing one on meditation, purely just basic 101 meditation. I think that's almost what scares people sometimes is that ability to be alone. And I think what you've done with the app is you've taken all the key things that we know 
work and have been proven to work you know they're not hard things to do but they're hard when you've got to sit there and you've got to do it on your own and you've put them all into one place one simple fun place where people actually get to have fun with it while they do it yeah. and actually they're very fundamental things you know the amount of podcasts we've done where we've talked about how important it is to bring awareness to something let it go do your gratitude all of those things I think one of the biggest things I've had feedback from with a lot of people is they're scared to bring awareness they're scared to do that first step which is often the first step that you need to do which is why people avoid the whole process is because they're scared that bringing awareness to something that they might be feeling will make them feel it more rather yeah. than let it go what are kind of your initial points to people who might be scared to go that first point and actually really deal with what are they feeling with how does it feel well I like to use the metaphor of the emotional backpack yeah and you could keep it in the backpack like you can but it just gets heavier yeah so you're either dealing with it now and it's a little bit annoying and painful or you're putting in the backpack and it's going to weigh down on you forever. Yeah. And, you know, my mother actually was a physiotherapist before she was a psychotherapist. Wow. And she always used to say, your issues are in your tissues. Mm. And it's so true. It's kind of, you suddenly get a lower back pain and you're like, why is my back? And actually, I believe anyway, they're all kind of stimulated oh from kind of trapped emotions yeah. rather than trapped nerves, but trapped emotions. So yeah. I think... It's so easy just to not think about things, but actually it doesn't help in the long run. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. I love what you've just said there. And like, it's so true. Like I've had two years of real self-development and I quite often I felt like crap for a bit while I've brought up those emotions and I've really got to deal with it. But I've also been working with a kinesiologist on like trapped emotions. And I just think there is not enough done in the industry or said in the industry about, you know, someone who's a personal trainer myself, people come to you with body problems and yeah. I don't understand that actually quite a lot of it is energy being trapped and emotions being trapped and feelings being trapped. And I think that's so powerful what you've just said there about those are exactly what is holding people back from feeling good and feeling happy and feeling healthy is those emotions that they're not wanting to let go of and not I wanting know. to deal with. It's incredible. And I think obviously the app has those features on it, which are amazing and super fun to play with and also very scientifically proven also to help with a lot of the people I think people struggle with, but you also have a lot of live coaching and stuff from experts. You bring in a lot of experts, don't you, onto the app to host like meditations and do talks and stuff, don't you? Yeah. I think, oh my God, what people are doing right now in the industry is mm. so incredible. Yeah. Really. I mean, my first kind of expert I worked with for the app is Jodie Shield. Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's so yeah, she's incredible. Yeah. She's incredible. And then recently we've been working with Lucy Sheridan. And she's just unbelievable. And Susie Ashworth. Yeah. She's just done a series called Fire Up Your Dreams. And Amazing. I just did the first one this morning, actually. And she asked you to dance. And it was so oh, funny. I love that. <laughs> I love that. This is for going back to your, like, you know, you being a personal trainer, like movement is just so, yeah. oh, it's so important to release all your emotions. Yeah. If you're coming from the right place. I actually don't PT anymore because... I've moved into like coaching and consultancy with experts and kind of focusing on this, which I love. But that was the biggest issue I found in the industry. You know, you're the first point of call for people to come to because they want to learn to move and they want to be in great shape. But it was all internal issues that we were dealing with. I was coaching with people. Mm. And I think a lot of people think they come from the surface level element, like moving is going to make me feel good. And oh my God, exercise is phenomenal for mental health. But then there's this whole other spectrum of people who are thinking that's going to solve all their mental health and that's their time out and that's yeah. their stress free. And they're and actually to deal with it. You need to sit and 
do your gratitude practice, do your meditation, do your journaling, whatever it is that works for you. And that's where I think the distortion is. And I think obviously you've built this app. Where do you want to take it? Like, what do you see this becoming with the community in terms of how you want to change the message in the industry? What is your ultimate goal with it? Well, it's interesting because just like what you said, you know, emotions and mental health haven't been seen on the same level as your physical health. So that is why, you know, we named it the happiness workout. It's a daily activity. You don't just work out once a year. It's something that, you know, your body needs on a regular basis. So I'm really trying to normalize mental health exercise in the way that, you know, you don't go to the gym once you've broken your leg. You go to the gym preventatively Mm -hmm. to keep your body strong. And so that's the same with mental health. Like it's for everyone. You know, you might think you're the happiest problem-free person ever. You still have to work at your mental health. Mm. And before people would talk about mental health and it would always be spoken about as if like problematic. Whereas I just don't see that at all. We are all human beings. And that means we all have a brain. And that brain is on overdrive right now because we live in a highly stimulated world and that brain needs to be rested and that brain needs to be looked after just as much as we brush our teeth. So part of it is a very education first mission, which is just how if people understand the why, they understand why to do it. And without the why our brains work like the way they do and why we're wired like we are, it's really easy to forget, you know, yeah. simple practices. So it's dedication and commitment and also emotions are contagious. So yeah. Yeah. everyone can tell if you've got someone in the office oh, yeah. who's not in a good mood. I don't think people stress enough about energy. Like recently everyone's like, you're glowing, you're flowing, you're in such a good mood. Like people want to be around me. When I was in my bad place, like nobody wants to be near me. I don't think people understand how much you have an effect on other people. And going back to what you said about mental health. What do you think of the industry at the moment as a whole? Like, I've had some discussions on some other podcasts about mental health, the term, like needing a bit of a rebrand as like what it means or what it stands for. And it's quite a glorified topic at the moment. It's almost like fashionable to be talking about it. Do you think that's a good thing to like raise awareness? Or do you think, I know you're quite big and you did quite a big campaign and there's been an article recently about cutting the bullshit out to mindfulness. What does that mean? What do you mean by that when you say that? I'm not a big fan of people talking about problems without solutions. Yeah. There was a time where, you know, you saw every celebrity come out and I think that's incredible for raising awareness to tell everyone that, hey, you know, success doesn't prevent mental health. Do you know what I mean? We look at these really successful people and we're like, how can Lady Gaga like be upset? She's got everything. And then actually you realize that, mental health has no face it's important for that but it's not helpful I don't think when we then don't provide any solutions after the conversation actually I've suffered from bipolar but I'm doing this to help me or this medication helps me or this doctor really helped me like I'm a really solution-based conversation point two I think that think yourself rich think yourself again, doesn't really resonate with me because thinking without action creates no results. Yeah. So again, a lot of the mental health can be kind of to do with like change your thoughts. Like, no, thoughts are not that important. Like, Mm -hmm. don't worry. We're 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day. You know, the ego mind that isn't us. It's your ego monkey mind, your auntie in the attic chatting away. So actually it's really about action to change your belief system. Yeah. I think 
we're so early on in this conversation and like with all conversations, they grow and they evolve and everyone has to find what works for them because no one size fits all. And I think that's really important. It's just to open up. We're consistently on a journey of mental health. And this is what I find really interesting because let's say gratitude diary works for you for a couple of months and then you're good with that. That doesn't quite do it for you anymore. And that's the thing. Our brains are always evolving and it's almost like, you know, they tell you in skincare, they tell you, don't use the same face cream for a year yeah. because your skin gets used to it. I think your brain gets used to it yeah, too. Great. So I think we're so early on and we all have just to commit to being on our own discovery path. Yeah. And how important do you think that is that people understand it's personal to them and that there isn't any right off? I think there's a lot of pressure at the moment. People coming to me being like, do I meditate with music on? Do I not? Do I make sounds? Do I not? what do I write with my gratitude practice? And I'm just a big advocate of being like, I just do whatever works for me. You need to do what works for you and what feels good for you. How much do you think that that is like a message that needs to be spread as well? And it's important that people understand it's, it's their own journey. And whatever hundred percent. Oh, and that's the same with eating as well. Yeah. Oh my God. This whole, everything. Like, uh, everything is just so, it's so much at the moment. Like, you must do this. You must do this. Like, oh God, give us a break. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think what you've created is absolutely amazing. I guess if I was to ask you kind of one question, what do you define as like happiness? What does happiness mean to you? If you were to like summarize it, what should we be striving for? What's that feeling? Happiness is such a tricky thing because it's transient. You know, we can't expect to feel happy the whole time because that's not possible. We have a wide variety of emotions. So that was a great quote I had. Happiness is not the absence of problems, but the ability to deal with them. I love that. Yeah, and I loved it. I was like, so I think happiness to me is waking up and being excited about what I'm going to do that day and knowing that I have the strength to get through whatever I have to get through. And so that often requires a good night's sleep, eating well, so I have the energy and strong relationships yeah. in my life. No, I think that's perfect. so. Yeah. yeah, we're not striving for a perfect life. In like a lot of the business coaching, we kind of talk about like a good, successful person in the industry will expect bumps and lumps and road paths and things getting in their way, and they look for them. I yeah, think what you've just summarised there is like, and it kind of summarises your whole brand essentially, is that we're not striving for this perfect happiness. Isn't a fluid thing that works and flows and does everything it needs to do. Actually, it's about finding your happiness when things are tough or knowing how to put yourself back together. Is that kind of like what you stand for, I guess? And I think that's amazing. So for anyone listening, how can they connect with you? What's coming up soon? Where can they download the app? Tell us where they can find you. So you can download Happy Not Perfect on the App Store or Google Play. And then you can find me, just Poppy Jamie. And then Happy Not Perfect Instagram, I have to say, I I know I'm slightly biased, but I do really like it. Yeah. It's just loads of positive, 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 positive. Yeah. So you get a dose of positivity. And the one thing we've just launched on the app, which is kind of one of my favorite things as well, it's called The Daily Dose. And it's two minutes of wisdom every day from someone new. So if you can't meditate, don't worry. Just listen to The Daily Dose. They always say a miracle is just a shift in perspective. If you can have lots of different ways just to shift your perspective each day, you can shift your mood and all the rest. The power of words are incredible. 
power of words. Well, thank you so much. Everything to do with Poppy, her handles, her links, her bios, the link to download that will all be in the show notes. I'm sure she won't mind you saying hello or reaching out if you have any further questions. Please do. Please do. Like, I actually, honestly, would actually kind of make my day. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. And like, honestly, guys, the app is incredible. I downloaded it. And I think I downloaded it with this, like, oh, another app. Let's see. And I looked into you and I was like, she's amazing. I love what she's standing for. I love what she's creating here. And there's nothing in the industry really putting mindfulness and putting your headspace onto the map like this in a very fun way. And I've downloaded a few apps and I just was so amazed with the different features that you have in terms of like, actually, these are all the things that everyone's talking about that you should be doing. And you're putting it into a place where people can do it on the go, you know, they can switch off and do it and they can do it on the go, but in a fun way. So honestly, like hats off to you, what you've created. It's incredible. And I will be sharing the message everywhere I possibly can but thank oh, you oh that's so, so kind thank you so much Becky really appreciate <laughs> you having me on you've been an absolute angel oh that's really sweet no thanks for having me I've had a lovely time thank you you have been listening to the alternatively healthy wellness podcast series by Becky Raven thank you so much for tuning in today please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below and don't forget to give us a lovely little rating For more information on our podcasts, other episodes, and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk. And remember, shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 